The following pendant production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the season premiere, season eleven of the Kingery, episode one. The obvious condescension. With me for this is my longtime collaborator and assistant director, Bruce Busby. Hello. Hi. And of course, the writer of this episode, Tilly Bridges. Hello, everybody. And uh, this is—I love this. This first scene is really cute. I just love it. We're see, seeing a new side of Allison trying on clothes. Yeah. It's cute. It's weird how once you stop denying your own internal truth, you become uh, slightly different to the world around you when you yeah. embrace who you really are. It's interesting. Yes. It's yeah. Very interesting. Can't say hmm. as I do. I've never done this before. Nonsense. And of course, we've got Melissa Autumn Hart as Allison, Alicia Lane Pickens as Madeline, and Briar Zachary as Darla. Briar, I don't think has done anything for Pendant before. Um, I know that they're in several upcoming seminar episodes, right. and I think they also just got a role in Major Machine, so you'll be hearing a lot more of Briar. Awesome. Yeah, because really like them, and uh, so we're, we like all of our actors, but uh, she, they really impressed us with this one, so. Um, it's funny, because the script, the way it's written, Darla kind of seems to have a kind of New York accent, but we got no auditions with that accent at all. We didn't say this accent. So, see, I don't know. When I was writing it, I heard her with a kind of like a, a southern accent in my head. Yeah. So it's very interesting how the different interpretations go. Yeah. It just shows you never know what you're going to get. It's the joy of collaborative art, right? Indeed. Underwear. Some of the hollow samples are skin tight. You don't want them. Yeah, this scene is really long, and I really liked. Having a time to sort of let the characters breathe and sort of experience things together in ways that you don't normally get to see. So that was a very refreshing, different kind of thing to write. Especially with Allison and Maddie, because they were barely together yeah. last season. Right. Until like the last episode, and Allison was semi-conscious for most of that. So, And Maddie is pretty horny on Maine in this scene. <laughs> She is. Uh, she, she, that actually goes through most of the scenes here. This is true. But both scenes, she's 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 got to have it. Um, but um, yeah, it's it, it's fun. I don't think I'm ready to be this on display yet. Okay. Six miles of cleavage. It's hard to pick the right number that would be the funniest, you know? But six is what I said, because it's kind of a funny sound. Yeah, It's not such a weird number. Like, why would you pick six miles? To me, that, that was funny. So <laughs> the things you think about when you're writing this crap. You're like, ah, is it five, three, 20? I don't know. And, and I love Allison's just abysmal um, Marilyn Monroe flirting voice thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote in the script that she was real bad at it, and yes. so uh, Melissa totally delivered there. Yes, what, whatever the fuck this is. I guess it's Down, girl. Also, uh, as is tradition on these, I will apologize for making you come up with the sound of a holographic dress. I don't know. I'm awful to you, and I'm so sorry. That, that, that one was actually fairly easy because I just kind of did like a, a sound effect, like a holographic field sort of thing, like a kind of deeply buzzy sort of thing. It saved me from having to find more cloth sounds. You still a So. 
nothing to compare it to. So, at least if it's cloth, though, you know what that sounds like. Right, Nobody right. really knows what a holographic dress would sound like. So and you, so have you to... can get away with anything. Ah, that's way, one way of looking at it, I suppose. You're there are services, I guess, that, that let you at least have one of those, like a semi-transparent mirror where you can kind of see yeah. yourself, and then you can kind of see the the dress item adjusted for your needs or six yep. miles and, thereof. Yeah, there are apps where you can like put your head on a model's body or whatever. So we're kind of living in the future. <laughs> what are you doing? You can't step into it. It's not a pair of pants. <laughs> it's a skirt. This isn't a skirt. How the hell do you think a dress Duh. over your hips from below? What the? How the fuck should I know? You're telling me no dresses ever are put on by stepping into them? Well, I guess it depends on the dress. Twins' right. clothes are fucked up, y'all. Of course, the big question, does this dress have pockets? Sure, I guess that's just struggle because every... The kingery, of course they have pockets. That, that's, a, that's a big thing for the other half. She, she needs pockets. And they have to be deep pockets because otherwise your phone kind of falls out into things like toilets. They're very important. Here, let me get it. You okay? Wearing a dress? Maddie, there's, there's a dress and, and in it. And listen, just nails this. Where did you get that that sort of shopping music? That's just from our old friend uh, Kevin McLeod. Um, which uh, episode? Which? Uh, song it was offhand it's just it's just very blase futury mall yeah a, a future a future elevator music thing yeah, yeah. First time. no i can't even imagine i suspect it's pretty great though okay that one is called ultra lounge okay I probably have used it for shenanigans at some point as well, but <laughs> I don't. Of course, we all know that sinking feeling when you yeah, put your card in and you get the baby. Well, that I fucking understand. Thanks so much, Doc. Don't worry. I'll tell you how much thought goes into these things. When I was writing the scene, uh, and we had to create Darla for this. I was like, "Well, there's going to be a dress shop," and I don't, I don't know where Darla came from. I was just like looking for names. I'm like, "That sounds fun. It's different from everything we've got in the Kingery," and that's what led me to thinking she had the weird accent. But what her place was called was just the goofiness in my head. I'm like, "It's got a ride. She's, it's Darla's Parla. She doesn't that fits with her speech, and so not Parler, but Parla. Got a rhyme. Yes. Funnier that way. Comedy. Ten hopes. <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem, Hebe. Uh, and now we had to therapy, as HEB yeah. has now gotten his uh, PhD in counseling by uh, tinkering. I get it. It's no problem, really. So easy. You just install the program and you're set. I know kung fu. I didn't really think I'd be back at tinkering so soon, but yeah, I guess I'm kind of attached to you. And again, two characters that we really haven't had a chance to figure out where their relationship is now that Tithy is with Palace and Hebe's been working with the Fifth undercover for two years. So nice to kind of get them back together. And I've encouraged the participants to all bring an emotional support individual. You could be 
course, it's Jason R. Wallace as Hebe, Catherine Pride as Tithia, and coming up to hear Kim Giannopoulos as Doc Briggs, Edward Herman as Asa, Andrew Heckley as Doc, and Russell Gold as Zeph, and Andre Verneau as Jeppy. I forget Jeppy's emotional support individual. Yes. I was going to get there. Rachel Crosby as the ESI squid. Who, as soon as I, I read the script for the first time, I knew this character is fucking adorable and I want it in all the episodes. <laughs> Definitely does appear again. So, we, and you know, just from this episode alone, um, Susan and I were talking. We got so enamored of ESI Squid that we already started planning to bring it back next season and have a little story for it. So, you'll Yay! be hearing more of the ESI Squid. It's, it's very Mandalorian of you. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's our baby Yoda. It's a little more uh, dark. It's a little darker than Baby Yoda well, is. Yes, but... But that's because it can talk. If Baby Yoda could talk, who knows? Yeah, this though um, was interesting because we were putting the outline together and we were figuring all these characters that had been affected by the fifth, you know, like with Doc Briggs and Doc. And it was really serious what happened to them. They lost so much of their lives. And so therapy story came out of it and then we tied in the other characters with it but then with Jeppy so goofy and he does not really emotionally scarred by this but thought that you know the discussing of these heavy emotions we're going to need a little bit of levity and so that's mm -hmm. why Jeppy got put in but the squid was just something I came up with in the middle of scripting because I'm like, well, everyone has one and he doesn't. And maybe that's kind of funny or maybe it's funnier if he be bring something for him and it's absolutely dark and kind of creepy cute. So a lot of therapists have their little box of whatever, the puppets sure. on the doll where they touched you, that sort of thing. So it, it just makes perfect sense that, that part of the programming would include having a box of things to work with physically in therapy. Sure, but Hebe doesn't necessarily know what he's doing, and so it's a squid no. and not like a, a bear or teddy bear or what have you. So right, he has, you know, he has a cuddly red squid. But he doesn't have the application yet. <laughs> this also, I, yeah, I was just going to talk about this accent. I had toyed with the idea of writing in to the script that Jeppy was putting on the accent, but... It's so great that I was just like, maybe it's, maybe it is real or he thinks it is. I don't know. I didn't want to actually specify. So I didn't, I thought it'd be great if he had one line sometime where he just cut the accent entirely. And it was just like this normal American accent, like so many other people have. And I thought that'd be kind of funny, but maybe we'll just leave it the way it is because it's so great. It, it's Peppy Le Pew with chocolate. <laughs> he, he went over the top for so long, it stuck that way. Right. Exactly. No one to love but the chocolate. Can you imagine the And underneath that squeaking ear is the chair he's in, just moving regularly as he just gets into it. An emotional support individual for those who don't. I programmed it myself, and it's connected to the reticulum. It's adorable and super intelligent. Oh dear. Hey, that's a recipe for disaster. So. Oh, totally. Ask hooks. <laughs> Waiting. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, it's, it's great. So great. 
I kind of, when I was uh, going back and forth with Rachel about how to put this together, I kind of went with Louise Belcher from Bob's Burgers and Gurr from Invader Zim. That's about as manic as I can think of. <laughs> Especially once you get to this very cute reading about capitalism. <laughs> I think that was an audition line, actually. What impeccable delivery. Mwah, chef kiss. Yeah. There was actually an ad lib there that she added for saying that was more than your tax two and four combined. <laughs> and it just, it was wonderful, but it just went on a little too long. I was like, eh, no. Yeah. I think the squeak is. I watch that with comedy because timing is everything. And if mm -hmm. it goes too long, you'll kill it. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is very serious stuff. And then there's you whose shop is closed for a week. Yep. <laughs> and you're already rich. Even though it will be open next week and they're awarding one of the richest people on the planet. It's weird though, because it's not like rich people are known to whine about stupid things all the time. So. No, 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 not at all. Usually very level-headed. Yes, yes. Reasonable, reasonable people. Come on, man. No, why would you say that? Oh, and there's the button right there. The group serves the one. Is like this. This mantra from the fifth, repeating over and over in our heads, so loud it blocks out everything. You couldn't come. I like this because it gives us a little insight into how the fifth work exactly. Don't fucking say that again. Just don't. Or you're gonna get a fist through your optical processors. Optical processors are eyes for robots. <laughs> Yeah, I love that no matter what the squid is saying, it's always cheerful. It's happy to tell you whatever it has to oh, tell yeah. you. Doesn't matter what it is, it's happy to let you know. You appear to be bleeding out. Thanks, Hebe. You're on the up and up. Yeah, that's the exact way this needs to be handled. Nobody expects anyone else to be perfect. Just admit mistakes when they happen. Apologize. Yay. Adults being adult together. That rarely happens here. Speaking of adults and Jeppy's chocolates, it's Jason Corey. Yay. The Jason Corey show. <laughs> it kind of turns into that. They they seem to get their own scenes together a lot, and they're always fabulous. Um, they Brady, play off each other so well, you, you really just do. can't help it. Brady Hendrix is Jason. Kirsty Wolven is Corey. Um, yeah, this is just 
Did they steal the beans? They're they're fun. Do we have some clandestine bean heists going on? No, uh, Brady was saying in uh, the Pendant Discord, which you should all drop by and chat with us sometime, that uh, he, I believe he said he was from Texas, and he worked really hard to lose his Texas accent, and now he had to sort of put on a fake one for Jace, and so uh, that's a really funny little roundabout to get there. I I feel that very deeply. (laughs) Born and bred in Texas, and I tried like hell to lose it. I, I grew up in the South. I mean, in, in a, near a place called the Dismal Swamp. And I had, you know, oh, yes. Well, Williamston is the county seat because they have 3,000 people. And uh, and so I got out to California and I realized you lose like 10 to 15 IQ points just sounding like that. So, yeah, you drop that like a live grenade and move on. Sampled some of that yourself, maybe. Would account for a few things. Yeah, fuck you, Corey. Anyway, this bit's done, but shit. <laughs> They're friends that can tell each other that. That's right. I'm in the budget. My half-size paychecks are nowhere. <laughs> Until the kingery's back on its feet. We just Some very nice uh, mechanical, googly uh, repair work in the background instead of saws and hammers and shit. Break. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's supposed to be, uh, imagine like a, a 3D printed wall going up, you know, that's... Is that long? The sign wouldn't make much sense if you went. Sampled some of it yourself, did ya? I love giving them stuff like that to do. Yes. You can always tell the people that actually so listen to the episodes too, because they they can nail the the accents really easily yeah, like that. I heard you, but that doesn't exactly make me feel. So I just want to point out that is that is a guy who lost his Texas accent is faking a Texas accent and then through that yes British accent. So that's amazing. That, that's brilliant. Love it. Get that shit away from on these guys. Uh, skeezy vendor. Don't know these guys. They're in every mall. They're in every. Even park, they're in every casino. They're everywhere. Oh my god, they piss me off. There's definitely some some catharsis going on. I had this in my list of stuff I wanted to include in the Kingery sometime for like three years. I'm like, somebody's got to beat these guys up at some point. And now your dreams have come true. That's Adam Blanford as number one, and Tom Laughlin as number two. A big part. And Adam also our uh, new credits announcer. Uh, That's right. Julia is is no longer doing what uh, credits for us, but she's still going to be appearing from time to time in other shows. So she's had to step back a little from that. And welcome, Adam, to the Kingery. Full time. From hearing what the head of a crime family just said. Care to repeat? You know, I think you got the gist. Why does it sound Maybe like the Mueller report? It's just that without more cash, the repairs are slower than fuck. And with so many money makers. Well, we do need that reminder sometimes that. Yeah, they should technically be bitter enemies, but, you know. Right. Right. Love is love. Especially if you're a new audience coming in, yeah. you need that reminder that these are not just two ladies in love. They uh, kind of are on the opposite sides of the law. Right. The fuck did you just say to me? You're Alison Arkell. Did you just imply that I don't love my lady here if I don't give her one of your cheap trinkets? Hey, what can I say if you just don't love her enough? To- it, it sounds like those those TV ads at like two or three in the morning. 
He really showed the air, the business. About the same level of sincerity. Anger. Yep, yep. I don't have the reach. I, I love the laugh. <laughs> It'll take time. Everything's taking fucking time. I just want to be me already. Hey, bro, let me ask you. What are you even doing here? The Kingery never used to have stupid cart vendors clogging the thoroughfare, accosting every woman who walks by. How the hell should I know? I just work. It's only the women, too. The real ones, if you notice. I don't do that to the dudes. We didn't make bank. Smells like success. That tape was good. Yeah. such a marvelous bauble. You're both fucking fired. Well, there's a phrase you haven't heard since like 1930s movies. I, that was really good. Well, your business licenses are hereby revoked. You have until morning to get the fuck out of my resort. I see you got your reach figured out. Only kind of. Really not used to this. You'll get there. Though kicking out some of the only places left making money just because they were terrible people might not have been the best idea. That's kind of my M.O. You know what? I think yeah, I'm you gotta start somewhere with the terrible way. people. Speaking of. What is it? And making bad business Back decisions because up. they feel like the right thing to do at the time. That's kind of uh, Allison's M.O. throughout the years. Holy so, shit. you know. I didn't even realize. I, I just wanted to stand up for you. I know. And I love you for it. But going forward, just... This is a very nice moment here. Um, Let where Allison just confronts Maddie gently. About, he he kind of crossed the line okay. there. It's an adjustment period for everyone. Really yeah. sorry. And, and Maddie was not happy about that. In, in her lines, she said, you know, look, I'm, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> right. I would never do that. I mean, it's just an aside to all of us. That it's like, yeah. She wants her character to be a Can little I smarter. Go to the bathroom right now. Well, in general, she is frustrated and you know you getting annoyed by this person flitting around. So own, I mean. sometimes it just slips. Why do you ask? Right, and it's uh, especially happens, you know, to people who don't intend to because it just takes time to realize these things. You know, right. you got to sort of rewire your brain a little. So and all you got, all you can do is just apologize. You know, I'm I'm sorry. I won't do it again. You know and. Less you can do. You can't just keep me locked up and doing now this sound. This is all all Bruce here, the creepy war alien queen. Yeah, I should apologize thing. again for the description of this location. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. But it it sounds great though. It it came out remarkably disturbing. This isn't the way you treat people you care about. You know, you said I cared about you. Of course, that's uh, Perry Whittle as Hooks and uh, Renee Christine Jones as Socks, AI Socks, as we're notating her in the uh, script. And uh, poor Renee, she, she was a little under the weather when she recorded her lines, but God, if it doesn't sound fantastic. <laughs> you can't tell. No, and, and she's got enough depth in her voice. I, I just love it. I said, can you do that for this character every time she shows up? But... Is what you call growth. It's very menacing. I love it. Whatever you need to believe to feel better about yourself, Michael. We kind of stepped on Hook's line. We saw a woman need to stop kidnapping me. <laughs> it is a track record with him. 
Yeah, this is the second time now. So yeah. that whole season where Sox's mother had him kidnapped along with uh, Zeph. Mm-hmm. You should I should lock her down further so I'm no longer disturbed by her worthless battle. Oh, that's cold. Oh, God. I will remind me to never, ever, ever piss off Renee. I find it difficult <laughs> to believe she'd give you anything. Give is perhaps the wrong word. But her mind is full of such wondrous notions. Like those She's really done a really great performance because if you think about how many different personas Sox has had over the years. Right. So, I mean, she's done her kind of ditzy and uh, then kind of tough. And then she's done her kind of French and then kind of sophisticated and now all AI. And so you've gotten so many versions of socks. And, and, test- and the mistress. And it's it's a testament to Renee that she pulls all of them off and they're all slightly different. And they're but they're still tied back into socks. It's really cool. And it was all for you. Then you betrayed me. It's that whole thing about the uh, locked away in her brain kind of thing. I just, you almost want to wet yourself. It's just that's, like, that's very creepy. So now it's mine. All mine. You need money to make money after all. And I'm going to use it to get all the power I rightfully deserve. Dun, dun, dun. I was just going to dun, 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 but you did it for me, so. Sorry, to you, I didn't mean to step on your dun dun there. Oh no, you're the director. It's your dun to dun. You're the writer. Everybody, everybody, done. Do do your duns. Um, yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's the scene we're here. We're done, done, done. We're done, done, done. Um, yeah, we've got a whole year plus of this coming up here, so don't miss one. And if you're just joining us, that's a good place to uh. Could step in at least, so uh, good for you. But um, please go back and listen to the uh, previous ten seasons because they're all fabulous. <laughs> yeah, this this would be a, a bit of a step into the deep end. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but at the same time, we've wrapped up one huge story arc here, and we're kind of kicking off a new one here. So it's, it, yeah. if you're if you're going to invite your friends and they want an easy jumping on point, this would be it. I mean, this is the one. So you don't have to be like, no, you have 120 episodes to listen to first. Ah, oh, that's a little intimidating. You could just you could hop in here and you'll be all right. I think. Hop in here, and then if you like what you've heard, which you will, then you can go back and listen to 10 seasons. But they're there when you, you want get it. this episode, and you don't necessarily. I feel like you missed much. If that makes any sense. Anyway, um, this is uh, yeah. So uh, that's the end of the episode. Adam's doing credits in the background. All is well for now. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Um, next episode will be 2021, which is terrifying in its own way. Hopefully, and and then we'll be back in 30 days with Susan Bridges uh, for episode two. Until next time, we'll see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye.